Good evening, Mizzou fans, on a night that may not have started so well, but ended very nicely with a 38-21 Missouri win over the Kentucky Wildcats, Mizzou's first win in Lexington, Kentucky since 2013. Missouri now 6-1 on the season, 2-1 in SEC play as they come home for homecoming against South Carolina next Saturday at 2.30. I am Gabe DeArmond here from the home office in Columbia. Gerard Hamilton going to join from Lexington after he gets done talking to players. This is the Power Mizzou post-game live show brought to you by our friends at Yingling Beer. Yingling, hey, you recognize it? They got the, the green bottles, the dark amber color, the red and gold shirts. See? They... When you agree to do these things for them, sometimes they send you a nice shirt that when you don't have to dress up and be in the press box, you can wear. So uh, our friends at Yingling make all of our game day coverage possible. Uh, they've been great partners for us all season long. Hopefully you guys have a Yingling. I'm, I'm going to guess probably late first quarter you decided it was time to break into your Yingling. And uh, you may have, it may have been gone by the time Missouri turned things around. But hopefully you have restocked. You're going to hang out with me here for a little while. we got 250 of you online right now. Appreciate that. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, do all those things. Put your comments in the in the queue. We will get to comments and questions as we go on. Producer Alex handling things for me, running all the information across the bottom of the screen. He'll have some fancy graphics. He'll be in charge of putting your comments on the screen. All I've got to do is sit here and talk until Gerard gets done with interviews. So at the end of a quarter, this game was 14-0 Kentucky. Um, Kentucky had 151 yards on 20 plays. Missouri had 16 yards on, I don't remember exactly how many plays, but it wasn't very many. Over the last three quarters of this game, Missouri outscored Kentucky 38-7. to They had 308 total yards. Kentucky at uh, 308 yards after the first quarter. Kentucky after the first quarter had 148 yards, but 68 of them came on the final drive of the game that ended uh, in, in turning the ball over on downs inside the five-yard line. Mizzou defense, three takeaways. Um, I, I mean, Ray Davis started out like a house of fire. I think he had 74 yards in the first quarter. He ended up with 128 for the game. Missouri really kind of shut him down. I, after the first, Devin Leary, 14 of 27 for 122 touchdowns, but also two picks. Frankly, it never did anything. Really, the biggest thing Devin Leary did in this game was run the football. Didn't do anything to scare Missouri with the passing game. Uh all kinds of drops for the Wildcats. There you see some of Mizzou's numbers. Like, they're not eye-popping. Um, Brady Cook, 19-29, 167, his fewest passing yards in, what, five weeks. Cody Schrader, 20 carries for 71 and a touchdown. Uh, that 19-yard touchdown kind of did in things, uh, really put Missouri up 35-21. But again, most of the night, I mean, Cody Schrader at one point had 14 carries for 27 yards. His last six carries went for... 44 yards in a score. Theo Weiss had six for 58 in a touchdown. Luther Burden shut down, you know, two catches, 15 yards. Uh, Mookie Cooper had a couple, couple big catches, but 29 yards. Um, Brett Norfleet had a season's worth of production for Missouri tight ends, four for 40. But again, the number's not eye-popping. But especially the way this game started, like 
I, I, I want your guys' opinion on this. I think it's the biggest win of Eli Drinkwitz's career. Um, I think it tops what they did against K-State four weeks ago. Um, it, again, it puts them six and one. And, and, and I understand if there's a part of you that goes, man, how close are we to seven and oh? I get it. Uh, LSU's boat race in Auburn tonight. LSU looks pretty good and Missouri could have beaten them. I, I, t- I choose not to focus on that. Um, I think, you know, I thought best case scenario, I mean, I could have seen six and one for this team at this point, but it was, I mean, it was pie in the sky stuff. And at the end of the first quarter at 14, nothing, I didn't see it happening. And so let's talk about the real hero of this game. Luke Bowers quarterback rating for his career is now 757.6. If you don't know Luke Bauer, he is the Missouri punter. I don't blame you for not knowing him necessarily. He's, you know, he took over a few weeks in. Um, he's done a fine job punting, but who knows the punter? So Luke Bauer, one for one for 39 yards and a touchdown to Marquise Johnson in what has a chance to be the signature play of the season. Um, I we all think back to 2013, and it was the it was the double pass, right, from LaDamian Washington to Bud Sasser. Um or vice versa. I, I think it was Bud that threw it in Washington that caught it. So we all think back to that as the one that kind of springboarded the season, right? If Missouri ends up 10 and two, God forbid 11 and one, which I don't think is completely out of the question. That's the play that I think you're talking about is the Luke Bauer fake punt to Marquise Johnson. There were a few the amazing thing is it didn't surprise Kentucky. Like when they showed Luke Bauer trotting onto the field, I go, I'm thinking they're down 14, nothing. And Eli Drinkwood's going to punt from the 39 yard line. What's he doing? Like at least kick a field goal. And Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky was not a bit surprised. They had like eight coaches waving their arms, screaming, safe punt. They sent nobody back. But they had man coverage on Marquise Johnson on one side of the field. And Luke Bauer, like, I don't even think he looked at Johnson. He just raises up and fires. And it was a hell of a throw for a punter. I mean, it was a pretty good throw for a quarterback. But it was a hell of a throw for a punter. And then give Marquise Johnson a lot of credit, too. Because I think it's possible he got away with the shove there. Uh, But he went up and made a tough catch, and then he stayed on his feet, and he went in the end zone 39 yards. And, I I mean, it was in that moment that game flipped. It it, it was almost immediate. Kentucky didn't score again before halftime. Missouri put up 17. They had the lead at halftime in a game that, honestly, they did not show up in the first quarter. Um, And, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, receipts posted on the board, I think. Uh, guys, just don't post during games, man. No good comes of it. It doesn't make you look good. But, um, you know, I understand. Hey, I, I at 14 nothing in the middle of that drive where Missouri ended up on the fake punt, I texted a few of my friends. I said, yeah, it, it might be over, <laughs> you know, and credit to this team. I don't think this team comes back last year from that. Not just Brady Cook. Not, I mean, guys, the defense was awful the first two drives they were getting gashed and all of a sudden they were great Darius Robinson awesome tonight 
Johnny Walker, awesome tonight. Chris Abrams' drain is making himself so much money this year. Uh, Marcus Clark, interception. Tyron Hopper went from, I, I mean, a guy that was thrown around like a ragdoll on Kentucky's first couple drives to, to a guy that, that played a solid game. Joseph Charleston came through with the huge uh, turnover force. He, he punched out a fumble. Uh, J.C. Carlisle played a nice game. Sidney Williams, Trevez Johnson, uh, Drayden Norwood, these guys all played more tonight than they have in a lot of games. I thought uh, I thought Dalen Carnell was was noticeable. Philip Roach had a sack, a true freshman. Um, Christian Williams and Jaden Jernigan had gotten the backfield. They hadn't really done that all year. So all of a sudden, we saw the Missouri defense we thought we were going to see. And look, is Kentucky a great team? I, I got no idea, guys. I, I, I really don't. I mean, they're five and two now. They got blown off the field by Georgia and really, frankly, got blown off the field by Missouri. Again, the last three quarters were 38 to seven. Uh, Dan brings up a good point there. Officials called penalties on Kentucky. I don't, I don't want to make this ref show, right? Um, but I, I will read these numbers. Missouri had six penalties for 65 yards. It felt like a couple of those were late and fairly inconsequential. Kentucky had 14 for 122. And what did we do? Or what did we talk about all, all leading up to this game? What have we talked about with Missouri? Penalties, turnovers, just eliminate the mistakes, right? Well, tonight, penalties went in favor of Missouri. Turnovers went in favor of Missouri. Uh, Missouri only turned the ball over one time. Kentucky turned the ball over three times. And actually, could have turned it over more. Chris Abram strained really close to another pick. Kentucky had two more fumbles that were on the ground that they recovered themselves. So, uh, you know, as I, I tweeted out late in the game, I said, we've talked all about the mistakes Missouri has made this year, but what Kentucky put on the field tonight made Missouri look like an absolute picture of discipline. I mean, just absolutely. Like if you were a Kentucky fan, you were going, what in God's name did we do in that game? And I, I don't mean to take credit away from Missouri. Missouri deserves credit absolutely for winning that game. But I mean, penalty, penalties and turnovers and just Kentucky just, I, I they looked bad. And um, they also looked like, I thought those looked like two teams that don't like each other very much, which, I kind of know to be true behind the scenes. I, I, I think neither one of them is, is very fond of the other. Um, it, and that's in part due to recent games, you know, uh, whatever. But I, I don't think that these teams love each other. And it got chippy out there. It got at times a little bit dirty. Um, you know, there was a clear late hit, I thought, on Luther Burden. Uh, that wasn't called. There was at one point a shoving match that I thought was going to escalate. It didn't, um, you know, so I don't know, guys, a, a lot happened tonight. Um, again, Gerard is, he is somewhere in the bowels of Kroger stadium talking to players right now. When he gets back up in the, in the press box, he's going to jump on and, and we'll hit him up for a few minutes to kind of get the feeling from there. Um, but I just, I don't think you can overstate the importance of this win. Um, I, I think this is a tough team. I think this is a team that had to go through some things to get to this point. And I think it's a head coach who had to go through some things to get to this point. 
look, I, I took a lot of heat because I wasn't sold on Eli Drinkwitz coming into this year. We're seven weeks in. If you're not sold on him now, I don't I, I don't know what it takes. He's six and one. His team's going to be in the top 20. It's one of four teams that has a chance to win the SEC East. Um, now, realistically, is the number that high? I don't know. Uh, Georgia's the obvious favorite. Missouri has not yet faced Georgia. Tennessee has not yet faced Georgia. Florida has not yet faced Georgia. Uh, Florida and Missouri still play. Missouri and Tennessee still play. So there's a lot to be determined. But if I had to guess tonight, now I'm looking at a team that I expect to be 9-3. and three. And I think maybe it's going to be 10-2. to And I wouldn't write off being 11-1. and one. You know, um, this, this team, they've done everything you could ask them to do outside of you know, the last four minutes against LSU last week. And like I said, if you, if you want to focus on that, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody focusing on it, but I'm just saying there will probably be some that will lament not being seven and zero. I get that, but you know, maybe you had to go through last week to get this week. Um, I thought it was interesting. Cole Kublik talked to Eli after the game on TV and he said that before the game they had talked and Eli said, we need to get off to a good start because, because I don't know, how they'll react if they don't get off to a good start. They got off to the worst start possible. I mean, absolute three and out. Kentucky just waltzed down the field for seven. Interception, Kentucky waltzed down the field for seven. I I, I mean, at that point, it was, I, I mean, it looked like they were playing 2006 Texas. That's what Kentucky looked like in that first drive. And uh, Missouri went all the way, you know, Gets to the 39, and again, Luke Bauer just he just changed the season, guys. Like, it's Luke Bauer came in as a walk on backup punter, and he just changed Missouri's season. Think about that. That's uh, that's something, man. Um, uh, Stewart points out the freshman class has some contributors, totally agree. Um, and they're maybe not the guys we thought they were going to be, right. Daniel Blood caught a couple passes last week. We expected Brett Norfleet. Did anybody have Marquise Johnson as the star receiver out of this freshman class? I'm not sure. Did anybody have Philip Roach playing? I'm not sure. You know, so so they're getting some contributions out of some of these guys. Marvin Burks is out there now and again, and, and that's nice. So Kyle says, if I tell you before the game, Burden has two catches for 15 yards, Cook throws for 167, a touchdown and a pick, what would you think the score is? I don't know what I think it was, but I definitely wouldn't think Missouri would put up 38. Um, I would think Missouri could win with those numbers because I just didn't, I just didn't think much of Kentucky's offense coming in, to be quite honest. Um, but I would have picked more like if I thought Missouri was going to win, I would pick it like 21-17 with numbers like that or 20 to 17. No way I think you put up 38 points with those with that. Um <laughs> Andrew says, I can't believe we never heard about Luke Bauer during the QB competition this offseason. I mean, it, it, I thought the be- the best part of the game was the shot that the TV cameras had of Brady, uh, you, you know, shaking Luke Bauer's hand. And I'm not a great lip reader, but I swear that Brady said, are you kidding me? You know, I, I mean, that like, like I said, that was legitimately a good throw. I, it, it I mean, it was a spiral. He's got a good arm. He 
put that ball with, I don't know, 35, 40 yards in the air because he's standing 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage when he throws it, you know. So uh, truly great stuff from Luke Bauer. Uh, too simplistic says, should Burks be starting or am I being too overzealous? Here's the thing. Um, when, when we haven't seen somebody, it's easy to think, well, he's got to be better than the guy in front of him, right? I, I don't know how good Marvin Burks is. He's 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 had a couple of flashes, but is he ready to be out there every down in the SEC? I've got to think if he was, he would be. Um, you know, Joseph Charleston, I thought, had struggled at the beginning, but like I said, came up with a huge play, punching a ball out, uh, causing a fumble. Um, I think that was second quarter, could be third. I don't know. Like I said, a lot happened and ran together. Um, I thought Carlisle played played fine tonight. You know, um, I don't I don't know that he's the NFL guy. I thought maybe he was two years ago, um, but I thought he was OK tonight. Um, so I don't think I'd change much with this team right now. They, they made the change at tight end um, bench. Tyler Stevens. I did see Stevens out there. He did play, uh, but Brett Northfleet started. He caught four passes uh, for 40 yards, I think, on four targets. I, I don't have. Let's see. Yes, I do. Uh, four catches on four targets. 28 of the yards after the catch was very close to getting a touchdown. Um, Missouri ended up punching that one in anyway, but I think Northlake went down like the one or the two. So they made that change. We all knew that change was necessary, guys, right? I mean, it. we, just, we knew it was. But other than that, like, I don't know, Cody Schrader, you know, I, I know halfway halfway through the game, a lot of people were thinking, man, what's going on? Well, you know what Cody Schrader does? He just kind of taps and taps and taps. And then at some point in the third or fourth quarter, he's going to break you a run. He does it in almost every game. Uh, Matt's wanting to know who is running back three. I, I don't know. The depth chart says it's uh, says it's Jamal Roberts. But at this point, again, like they put up 30 points in five out of their six games. That The, the issue isn't offense. Um, I, I don't think I'd change much. I, I'm not going to nitpick snap counts and, and things like that um, when they're playing really well on that side of the football. Um, David says you could feel the difference in energy between the two teams when they took the field. And look, I normally am not big on this. Like they're, they're flat. They don't look like they want to be here. But it's sure <laughs> – Maybe it's just easy to say because they played so poorly in the first quarter, but that's sure what it seemed like. I, I mean, it just seemed like Missouri had no juice. And Kentucky obviously had this huge home crowd behind them, and everybody was up and all that. Um, and that, that place does get loud. It doesn't hold as many as a lot of SEC stadiums, but it can get really loud. I think Kentucky fans kind of have – adopted this series is, is like a rivalry and a thing that that they're really into and so I think they were up for that game it was homecoming all that um you know so uh clearly Kentucky had all the energy and then again it was just one play it was just one play just flipped the whole thing and it was crazy because it seemed like that had happened again in the third quarter right I I, I think what what I had actually forgotten in this is that Missouri's ahead 20 to 14. 
they get, I guess it was a blocked field goal. I, I, it didn't really look blocked to me, but the TV guy said it was, and other people said they thought it was. So almost had to have been, because I can't imagine Harrison Beavis comes up that short on a 42-yarder. But anyway, he comes up blocked. And um, Kentucky then on third down, or on second down, Devin Leary throws a terrible pass. He was hit by Jaden Jernigan, floats one out, and Chris Abramstrain looked like he intercepted it. Well, they they reviewed it, said he didn't intercept it. Kentucky keeps the ball. They end up just marching down the field for a score, take the lead 21-20. And it seemed like that, that missed interception was going to flip the momentum again. Credit to Missouri, they didn't really let that happen. They came back, retook the lead 26-21 on – one of the slicker plays you'll see, it was the little fake pitch to to Luther and then Brady ran it right um, and scored. Uh, really nice play call by Kirby Moore there. The, the ones that work are always nice play calls. Um, but went up 26-21. Then Kentucky committed two personal fouls, I believe, on the same play to move the two-point play to the half-yard line. And uh, Schrader pushed that in for the 28-21 lead. But that was the biggest, that was the biggest answer of the game. I mean – was one of two. Answering at 14 nothing is huge. But then Kentucky retakes a lead 21-20 and Missouri answered again. And they did that last week against LSU, right? They fell behind 35-32 and they went down the field and they took the lead back. Um K-State comes back and ties the game. Missouri goes down and wins it. This is a team that has shown a maturity and a toughness and an ability to do those things that hasn't been there in previous years. Um, we'll get to more of your comments and stuff shortly. I want to, uh, I want to say though, like we got 680 people on here, guys, this is fun. That's, that's awesome. Really appreciate all you guys hanging out here with us. Um, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe all that while you're here. I'll put a podcast up later. If you listen on that, share that on social media, but while you're here, remember this is the Yingling post game live show and it is made possible by our game day partnership with the folks at the oldest brewery in America. Yingling, hey, whether it's the lager, whether it's flight, I had a flight at our tailgate earlier this year. It's uh it's like when you when you want to drink but you want to pretend that you're being healthy about drinking, then drink a flight. Um if you go outside the state of Missouri, um the black and tan, you should try that. I've had that. That's the best yingling product, at least that I have had. So, uh, but whatever it is, I hope you're having one. Uh, I see someone said hello from Japan, whether you're in Japan, whether you're in Pennsylvania by like within a mile of the brewery, whether you're in Missouri, wherever you are, hope you got a drink, preferably a yingling. And you are hanging out with us for a little while, at least until Gerard Hamilton gets here. Um, had seen somebody ask what I'm writing about tomorrow. That's a that's a good question, and I got to write this after uh, after this game. I think I'm just going to write that they've kind of redefined, like it's time to look at expectations, um, and I really do. The there were still people that thought before this game that this could be a six and six or seven and five football team. I think that's changed now. I think we're talking about a a team that should win nine football games and could win more than that. And uh, got our guy Gerard on. I know he's got a busy night down in Lexington. He's got a lot of writing to do. So I want to get him in and out here um, as quickly as we can. Uh, 
Gerard, we've just been talking. We, we got 700 people here waiting to hear from you. Um, but we've been talking. Uh, I I thought maybe that game was over at 14 nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> I was thinking, man, they're it, it's quite opposite of what happened versus LSU with three straight touchdowns. Yeah. Even from the opening kickoff, I don't remember. I think last week Mizzou won the toss and deferred and got a quick stop, and then that's when they started three touchdowns. They received tonight, which I thought it's not – I don't know why you would do that. Okay, so Mizzou won the toss and took the ball? Yeah, that's what that's what okay. I heard. Oh. No, you may be right. I didn't see who won the toss. I just knew oh. they were getting the ball. Yeah, so um, they, they received first. I was – you know, you're thinking they're trying to make them a, a statement or whatever. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I, I thought I heard Mizzou wanted, but maybe I'm tripping or whatever. But anyway, they receive the ball first. Don't do nothing with it. Uh, punt, interception, punt. That's not how you want to start. And obviously, it was bad. Then Luke Bauer. Just talked to Luke just a second ago. Hero, I, I mean, QB2. Uh, I'm not going to do the QB1. <laughs> but um, no, nah, that, that was a huge play, huge momentum shift. Uh, and so, after that point on, it just went up. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I was saying, like, Luke Bauer comes into this season as the backup punter, and he yep. legitimately may have turned Missouri's season around. Like, what did he say? Has he thrown the ball before? Was he a quarterback? How's this come about? Um, or what did he yeah, say about the play? Well, yeah, so I asked him basically exactly that as far as, you know, you're you're a walk-on. You're not even, you're not even a starting punter. And here you go. Not only are you a starting punter, you're making a touchdown passes. And, and he basically was like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal because he was a baseball player. So he's like, I know I can throw the ball. Um, and he said, when he seen Marquise, he was like, there's no way I can overthrow him. So uh, Luke doesn't have much to say, but I think he and uh, Brady Cook, we also talked to him, kind of knew the importance of that. If you, if you didn't already tell them, I had a big fiasco just trying to get down to I'm trying, you know, I'm keeping my composure cool because Missouri won. So all of this is worth it because y'all are happy and stuff. But Drink was nice enough to, you know, right after the presser, because once he starts, he, they won't let you in. But he saw me outside. He gave me a minute and basically got to ask him three quick questions. And one of them was just about, the, you know, the poor start. And, you know, it's, it's complimentary football, something they didn't do last week. That's something he said, you know, throughout the week. They weren't complimentary enough. And then add in the penalties and all that bad stuff they did versus LSU. You've seen, you know, a lot of that stuff taken away. And then the defense, sacks, uh, fumbles, takeaways, all that good stuff. I mean, that's why you can afford to be down 14. Well, you don't afford to be down 14, but, right, right. you know, you see how the comeback happens. And it wasn't like they were scratching and clawing. They won this game, you know, after that fake punt. Well, it's good they won the game because as somebody's pointing out uh, in the chat, you, you called the game a little early for their taste. So it was a good thing that Missouri – Gerard called game on Cody Schrader's 19-yard touchdown run. Oh, yeah. I was, I said, <laughs> yeah, I was I was ready, and I was – I'm not going to lie. When Harrison Mevis made that last kick, I was like, ah. <laughs> My prediction was 33-20, so I was thinking okay. 31-25. I've done, done it again, maybe as the good guy this time. But, you know, it's all good. That was a pretty impressive showing for Missouri. But so we're talking about Luke Bauer flipping it, but what the hell happened to the defense, man? They went from, I mean, because it was it was ugly, those first two drives, man. It, it, there was no mystery to it. It was just hand the ball to Ray Davis and watch him make Missouri look terrible. 
And then all of a sudden, they are all over the place. I mean, I thought Darius Robinson, Jaden Jernigan, Christian Williams, and Johnny Walker all played their best games of the season. Uh, it was it was good. Um, kind of two parts on it. So early on, yeah, defense was – they were doing some rough things. And I said, you know, throughout the week, if they let the run game get going for Kentucky, that sets up play action. And you saw play action just a couple times, not nothing too bad. You know, over the top, you've seen play action a couple times, kind of get Missouri, and that's not where they wanted to be. Ray Davis in the first half, it seemed like he was averaging like seven and a half yards per carry. So he was really getting it going. Um, but, yeah, the defensive line, and we've talked about this all year, they can get pressure. Getting in the backfield isn't a problem. When they get there, they're playing where's Waldo with the ball carrier. They don't they, – I don't know what's going on. They're not getting the tackles done. But in the second – really, you know – second quarter really it wasn't even too much in the second half they started to get those pressures and those sacks and stuff like that but they really turned it on in, in that second half it starts with uh joseph charleston's tackle for loss i mean that strip uh, fumble or whatever yeah i know that's not a part of the defensive line but i'm just saying as far as the whole defense coming together as a whole and then d rob told us as far as how those pressures forced the takeaways it's huge i think they had four sacks in the night he had two of them uh they had like six or seven tackles for loss and you can just tell at the end of the game, they were both the defensive line for Missouri and the offensive line, they were really having their way with Kentucky, a group a lot of people were saying was a little bit more physical than Missouri coming in. Yeah, and I know we've said this before. I said this earlier tonight. Chris Abrams trained making himself some money this year, man. Oh, phen phenomenal game. And, and I think it was – when you think about adding Ennis Rakestraw, who is not just a great, you know, cover corner, he's a, he's a good tackler. Um, so when you take that aspect out of it and it's kind of like, all right, Katie, what can you do? Cause at this point to me, it's not, I don't see Ennis as a number two there, there, he would be a number one on a lot of teams, a lot of teams. So when you kind of know the focus is going to be there, especially when Kentucky is starting to get that play action going, you know, they're trying to throw the ball, especially when they got speedsters like Barry and Brown and things like that. It was Great to kind of see KAD, you know, still step up to the challenge. And he eventually did get his interception. So it worked out yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, uh, and I think you're right in part about this, but Missouri won with – I mean, Luther Burden didn't really have an impact on this game. That's a good thing. I mean, 38 points, and he had, what, two for 15? Maybe he had a, a, yeah, a one two later. Two for 15, and he had a run, I think, at one point. So your best player – you know, playing like the best wide receiver in the country is a non-factor statistically, and you still put up 38 points after spotting the other team 14. I mean, you've gotta you've gotta be thrilled with that type of performance on in all aspects of the game. I did ask Drink about that missed field goal though, because from my vantage point, I couldn't tell if it was blocked or not. It was blocked. He said that's okay. something they're gonna have to to clean up, and we, that's something we've talked about. Now, I don't know how you clean up a block that's, I guess, right in front of you, right. you know, from the defensive right. lineman or whatever. But uh, besides that, just, I mean, what a game. They they were able to win by 17 without Luther. That's that's crazy. Did the, uh, did the Tom – Shout out. All right, it uh, looks like we, we made – Okay, now you're back. Now you're back. Um. Did the Tom Hart line about Luther's injury make the rounds in the press box? Yeah, the uh, bag of right, chips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he got hit in the bag of chips. Yeah. Um, they somebody asked me, you know, should they keep doing Luther doing that? Because 
I don't know if he's that good. Luther is he's good for about 10 a pop on those, but yeah. we've talked about this for I don't know how long. He, he should do it when they really need it. Um, Speedy Johnson, he when he was doing kick returns, I was thinking, yeah, have him do it because there was a couple times where I was just like, don't do that. And then he ended up getting past the 25. And it's just like, well, when you're fast enough, you can afford to catch the ball and wait a second and think, oh, all right, I'm gonna do it. Like, yeah. he's got the speed, so you know, maybe let him do that. Yeah, but um, I mean, I know you got a ton of stuff to do, so we don't want to we don't want to keep you. I want to let you get to writing and get back to your hotel and all that. So we'll let you go uh, and look for the coverage uh, throughout the night, man. Yeah, it's Gabe. At this point, I don't know if I, by the time I'm finished, I may just start driving back. I don't know. I'm. It's gonna that be brutal. Awful. Again, y'all forgive me for the craziness with the Kentucky people. I almost lost my mind talking to these people. But uh, y'all won, so y'all should be happy. Exactly. All right, man. Appreciate right. it. We'll let you go. All right. Gerard Hamilton live from Lexington, one and two. Get him on for a few minutes. But, again, he he was – guys, I don't think you understand how hectic sometimes it is getting to these press conferences on the road. You don't know where you're going – Florida's the worst. I mean, Florida is the absolute worst, but you don't know where you're going. You're usually walking through the stands in the opposite direction of all these people. Then I, I guess Gerard got down there tonight and there was one piece of paper he was supposed to have that he didn't have. I don't know, whatever. He got the interviews, drink, gave him a little extra time. Matt, Gerard has a hotel. <laughs> he has a hotel he can go to. If he chooses to drive straight back, that is his choice, man. There is a hotel room that has been paid for. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, Gerard will have stuff all night long. I'll have a column after the show. Uh, wanted to hang out here with you guys for a little bit. Sam Wise says the yingling shirt made him remember to go get a flight out of the fridge. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Um, again, we peaked, I think, at a little over 700. A few of you left since Gerard left, but that's okay, man. You're here for Gerard. I get it. Um, you know, you've, you've heard me talk for a while already after Gerard said his thing. Everybody is, uh, everybody's checking out and, and that's, that's good, man. Uh, but no, overall, again, absolute, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's the signature win. I don't know if it's Eli's best win, but it's in the conversation, right? Um, we can leave behind the 500 stuff. He has, I mean, low key, he has matched his career high in wins in seven games. They're six and one after six and seven to six and seven. He's never won more than six games. I think he's going to win number seven next week. Uh, TV Farwell's asking the new ceiling. Probably 10 and two. 11 and one's not impossible, right? But like, I think even if you manage to beat Georgia, there's a, a letdown or a look ahead somewhere else there. So I think the realistic ceiling for this team right now is 10 and two. Is it too early to look past eight? I mean, what we said before this game still holds true. Every game on the schedule is winnable, but everyone is losable as well. I mean, you know, Florida doesn't look terrible. Uh, they're four and two right now. South Carolina, I mean, almost had Florida beat. I don't think they're going to come here and beat Missouri next week, but it wouldn't be the biggest. Like, I think Missouri will be like a five-point favorite, maybe, six-point favorite, something like that. So it wouldn't be the craziest thing ever. Arkansas, I mean, hung with Alabama, you know, and I know this is not vintage Alabama, but they went down and came back. So my point is there's no gimmies left either way. Um, 
So is it too soon to start taking eight wins for granted? Yeah, probably. Um, it, it, it's just, I know this is so boring and I hate it. It's just one at a time, guys. It's just, it's just go get the next one. And, and once you do that, then let's see where you're at. But um, I think this is a team that should be thinking about playing on New Year's Day, playing in, you know, maybe in one of those New Year's Six Bowls. I mean, I think that's where they should set their sights. I think that is a, a realistic goal for this team, and that's not something I thought I would have said six weeks ago. So, um, again, appreciate everybody being here. It's It's been a little crazy. This is how we'll do road games. It'll be me for a while, and then we'll just bring in Gerard as a guest um, from the press box because he's got so much to do. Home games, obviously, we, we both do it from Faro as we will um, next weekend. But appreciate all you guys that hung out here with us. Truly, again, 700 people, man, that, that's crazy. Um, you know, shoot, when I started this thing, our site didn't even have 700 people on it that could have watched. So um, appreciate you guys uh, being here. Hit the like button, subscribe, share it with your friends, do all those things. More important than that, honestly, tell them about Yingling. Again, they're the people that allow me to pay for a hotel room for Gerard. I want to stress, I paid for a hotel room for Gerard because of our partnership with Yingling. I was able to do that. So he is not sleeping in the press box in Lexington, Kentucky before he drives home. But um, look, it's still only 11 o'clock. I'm sure there's still some games on TV. I got a column to write. Gerard's got some stuff to do. All you guys got to do is go grab a Yingling and find a replay of the game. I would suggest skipping the first quarter. Just watch the last three. You'll get the point. Thanks to Alex behind the scenes. Everybody watching. Uh, we'll talk to you later.